Welcome to the Magnificat Podcast. We are an international ministry to Catholic women. Throughout this series, we will pray together, share insights, and hear amazing testimonies, typically from women of faith who have been touched by the power of the Lord in their lives. This is a decidedly Catholic podcast, and in this series, you will hopefully learn more about the Catholic faith, God, the Blessed Mother, and much more. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. In the 1980s, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn felt led to write a Bible study. Along the way, they met and were encouraged by two saints, Pope John Paul II and Mother Teresa. Marie clearly remembers meeting Pope John Paul II. She said that he was so gracious with that beautiful smile he had, and she said he went on to uh, greet Deacon Ken first, and she said, I don't remember what he said to him directly, but when he came to me, I remember him distinctly saying to us, do not get discouraged, finish your work. And then she said he took both of their hands and gave them a blessing. Well, if that were not enough, Mother Teresa uh, goes on to tell them that it is a wonderful work of God, and I assure you of my prayers that you may continue to do this work, which he has entrusted to you with great love. As it turns out, the Bible study, before it was even published, went all over the world through Mother Teresa's order, the Missionaries of Charity, and also the Legionnaires of Christ. This Bible study, The Bread of Life, is a Catholic Bible study. It has the Neil Obstat and Imprimatur and focuses on the readings for the coming weekend. Let's listen now as Marie helps us to hear the Word, pray the Word, study the Word, proclaim the Word, and live the Word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study. The paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, 26. Let us begin with prayer. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, I cannot understand your word without your grace. I acknowledge my weakness so your power can reach perfection in me. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide me to the truth. And may I share as soon as possible whatever you teach me. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Amen. This is the third Sunday of Easter. We will begin with the first reading from Acts 5, 27 to 32, 40 to 41. When they had led them in and made them stand before the Sanhedrin, the high priest began the interrogation in this way. We gave you strict orders not to teach about that name, yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and are determined to make us responsible for that man's blood. To this, Peter and the apostles replied, Better for us to obey God than man. 
the God of our fathers, has raised up Jesus, whom you put to death, hanging him on a tree. He whom God has exalted at his right hand as ruler and savior is to bring repentance to Israel in forgiveness of sins. We testify to this. So too does the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those that obey him. The word of the Lord. Who was brought in and made to stand before the Sanhedrin, the apostles, and who questioned them, the high priest? Whose name were they told not to speak about? And what did Peter and John say was impossible? Acts 4, 18 to 20 says, so they called them back and made it clear that under no circumstances were they to speak in the name of Jesus or teach about him. Peter and John answered, judge for yourselves whether it is right in God's sight for us to obey you rather than God. Surely we cannot help speaking of what we have heard and seen. What do you receive when you repent? Acts 2, 38 says, You must reform and be baptized, each one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, that your sins may be forgiven. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Personal. In what way have you gone against the authorities in order to obey God rather than men? And in what way have you spoken in the name of Jesus to your family, friends, co-workers, or inmates? Deacon Ken, I have protested against abortion to the extent of being arrested, tried, convicted, and sent to jail. Through the Bible study and in my preaching and teaching, I've spoken in the name of Jesus. And I have answered that. I have been praying in front of Planned Parenthood and will continue to do so until they change the law on abortion. I pray with my family when there is an injury or they are in distress. I prayed for years in front of Dr. Combs until he retired. I pray over the sick. I know in the name of Jesus. I always use the name of Jesus. He is the healer. Commentary. We see in today's reading God's power working through a group of men. We might do well to ask ourselves, what would we do if we were threatened by powerful leaders and faced imprisonment for talking about God? These men were beaten, arrested, and jailed, and still went back to preaching God's holy word when they were released. When we are convinced of the power of Christ's resurrection and have experienced the presence of his Holy Spirit, then we too will have the confidence to speak out for Christ. The temple was a very busy place and many people stopped there to pray and worship at sunrise. These were the people the apostles met with the good news. Today, in our own marketplaces, there is a tendency to keep our religion a private affair between us and our God. It is very difficult to see Christian people turn their eyes 
away from acts of wrongdoing because they do not want to get involved. Today, we are experiencing a great amount of evil that is allowed to continue because the fear of man is greater than the fear of the Lord. The apostles knew that the penalty for speaking out in the name of Jesus could mean death for them. The apostles knew their priorities. We should always try to keep peace with everyone, Romans 12, 18. But conflict with the world and its authorities is something inevitable for a Christian, John 15, 18. There will be situations where you cannot obey both God and man, such as accepting the practice of abortion. Then you must obey God and trust in his word and not in man's word or law. Jesus himself encourages us to follow him in his own words. What happiness it is when others hate you and exclude you and insult you and sneer at you, at your name, because you are mine. When that happens, rejoice. Yes, leap for joy, for you will have a great reward awaiting you in heaven. Luke 6, 22 and 23. We are called to live as Christ has asked, sharing our faith no matter what the cost. We may not be beaten or thrown into jail, but we may be ridiculed, ostracized, or slandered. To what extent are you willing to suffer for the sake of sharing the gospel with others? A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John 21, 1 to 19. Later on, later at the Sea of Tiberias, Jesus showed himself to the disciples once again. This is how the appearance took place. Assembled were Simon Peter, Thomas, the twin, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, Zebedee's sons, and two other disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I am going out to fish. We will join you, they replied, and went off to get into their boat. All through the night, they caught nothing. Just after daybreak, Jesus was standing on the shore, though none of the disciples knew it was Jesus. He said to them, children, have you caught anything to eat? Not a thing, they answered. Cast your net off to the starboard side, he suggested, and you will find something. So they made a cast and took so many fish they could not haul the net in. Then the disciple Jesus loved cried out to Peter, It is the Lord. On hearing it was the Lord, Simon Peter threw on some clothes. He was stripped and jumped into the water. Meanwhile, the other disciples came in the boat, towing the net full of fish. Actually, they were not far from land, no more than 100 yards. When they landed, they saw a charcoal fire there with a fish laid on it and some bread. Bring some of the fish you just caught, Jesus told them. Simon Peter went abroad and hauled ashore 
the net loaded with sizable fish, 153 of them. In spite of the great number, the net was not torn. Come and eat your meal, Jesus told them. Not one of the disciples presumed to inquire, who are you? For they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came over, took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This marked the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after being raised from the dead. When they had eaten their meal, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. At which Jesus said, feed my lambs. A second time, he put his question, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said, you know that I love you. Jesus replied, tend my sheep. A third time, Jesus asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because he had asked a third time, do you love me? So he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know well that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. I tell you solemnly, as a young man, you fastened your belt and went about as you pleased. But when you are older, you will stretch out your hands and another will tie you fast and carry you off against your will. What he said indicated the sort of death by which Peter was to glorify God. When Jesus had finished speaking, he said to him, follow me. The gospel of the Lord. Questions and personal. Personal question. What has God asked of you and what has been the result? Deacon Ken, God has asked me to be an evangelist and be open to healing others. I am being healed myself physically, emotionally, and spiritually as a result of it. And I answer that to share with others whatever he teaches me in my prayer time, and especially to share his word and the power of it to heal. His word has healed me of compulsive eating, something I struggled with for years. And I am continually being healed through greater certainty of his presence within me and others. What did Jesus tell Peter to do? Follow him. Why should you follow in Jesus's footsteps? 1 Peter 2, 21 says, It was for this you were called, since Christ suffered for you in just this way and left you an, an example to have you follow in his footsteps. Personal, what have you done to show your love for Jesus? Who in your family, friends, work associates, or schoolmates have been fed by you this week? This is Deacon Ken. I have studied his word. I preached his word. I taught his word. I made his word available through Bible study books. I have fed my wife and my community with the word. 
And I answered that I spent spending much time in prayer and praise and thanksgiving to God. I love being with him and love, and he loves being with me and hearing my praises and thanksgiving. With no car this week because of an accident, uh, I had spiritual communion at home. And then my friend called and came over and picked me up for mass at noon, which was a surprise. I did the Bible study with my friend and made us lunch and took a walk with her and was very thankful for her thinking of me and coming all the way to my house so I could get to church. Commentary. In today's gospel, Jesus commissions Peter to feed his flock. Jesus appears to his disciples while they are fishing and calls out to them. It is important to remember that these men were tremendously disappointed in the way events had turned out. They had followed a loving Messiah who promised eternal life and now was gone. They decided to go back to doing what they originally did before they heard of Jesus Christ, and that was fishing. It seemed almost comical to recall Jesus's words, I will make you fishers of men. When Jesus called out to them and asked if they had caught any fish, they said no. And Jesus proceeded to tell them, professional fishermen, how to fish. These words must have struck them with tremendous force. The thoughts that must have been racing through the minds of these men in the boat must have been awesome and even fearful. They had seen him. They knew him to be dead. And there had been those appearances in the upper room. But then he disappeared. They obeyed his command and the result was incredible. John, trying desperately to keep his emotions under control, said to Peter that it must be the Lord on the shore giving the advice. Peter explodes and jumps into the water to swim, crawl, run, anything to get to Jesus as soon as he can. John knew it was Jesus because he saw him do a similar miracle on Lake Generoset, Luke 5, 1 to 11. There on the beach, the apostles experienced Jesus cooking for them and eating with them. Jesus leads Peter through the tremendous healing experience that removed the cloud of his denial. Peter denied Jesus three times, and three times Jesus asked Peter if he loved him. When Peter answered yes, Jesus told him to feed his sheep. You need to remember, it is one thing to say that you love Jesus, but the real test is in your willingness to serve him. Peter had repented, and now Jesus asked him to commit his life. Peter's life changed when he finally realized who Jesus was. Peter had faced his true feelings when confronted by Jesus. And we have to confront our true feelings, too. How would you respond today if Jesus asked you, 
Do you love me? Do you really love me? Oh, Lord, you brought me up from the netherworld. You preserved me from among those going down into the pit. The application for this week. The first reading shows that we must obey God rather than man. The second reading reveals worthy is the lamb that was slain for us. The gospel shows love is a decision, not a sentimental expression. This week, show those around you that you are in obedience to God's law by your actions, your words, and even your thoughts. Show your family the humility of the Lamb of God that resides in you by your acts of kindness and gentleness towards them. You can show that you really love Jesus by feeding the sheep in your own household. You can do that by leading them in prayer, scripture readings, church fellowship, and worship through the sacraments. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord, for this lesson this week. We thank you for loving us so much and, and looking for our love, just as you look for the love from Peter. You look for our love, and we tell you each day, Lord, that we love you, Lord. And thank you for loving us so much that you went to the cross to free us from the dominion of Satan. Thank you. We love you, Lord. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. To more fully participate each week, you may visit the St. Dismas Guild website at stdismasguild.org. That's S-T-D-I-S-M-A-S-G-U-I-L-D dot O-R-G to either purchase the Bread of Life Bible Study book or download the complimentary lessons. In 1989, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn began this prison, pro-life, and pro-family ministry to remind us that the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, verse 26. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at magnificat-ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at magnificatcst at aol.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.